What up, what up? Welcome to the There's More podcast. This is Hannah Nitz. I, today, am uh, just joining you, just me. I don't have a radio conversation to share with you. I don't have a friend here with me. I just am going to hang out uh, with you, dear listener, as though you're sitting here with me and I'm babbling on about something I'm really passionate about. So, um, the There's More podcast exists because there is, in fact, more. There's more to our relationship with God and the sweetness of enjoying knowing God and time with Him. I just get so jazzed about it that I need to yell it from the mountain to the world. So, enter the podcast. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today and pretty much talk about every time is the fact that there's more. If you are a Christian and have been a Christian for a really long time or you're brand new to Jesus or anywhere in between, sometimes we just think we have all there is. Like we accept the gospel. We have this awesome gift. We are forgiven. And then we just kind of move on and try to tell other people about God. But we don't realize that the sweetest thing is continuing to grow our relationship with him for us, not for other people, but for us. So anyway, today, uh, I want to talk about the fact that, um, you know, a lot of our lives have changed recently. Um, I wasn't going to like give a specific shout out to the coronavirus, but here it is. Apparently I'm doing it. Um, it's here. And a lot of us have canceled plans and canceled life and canceled jobs. And, um, man, just everything is different. Like there was no bread at the grocery store when I went last night. Um, and I just keep thinking about the fact that we still have access to the best thing in the world, even when we're all stuck in our homes and things are shut down. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, spoiler, it's a little word called eternal life. So anyway, so glad you're here. That's what we're going to be chatting about today. And I am so glad you joined to learn that there's more. So if you ask any believer, uh, they will tell you that there is a phrase as believers that is super important, one that we use all the time. Um, You know, the most popular verse, I'm sure, in the whole Bible is John 3.16. It's there. It's everywhere. Like, we hear about this this concept all the time, and it is eternal life. You know, John 3.16, God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him won't perish, but will have eternal life. Sweet. Um, It's on every Christian track, every handout. Like, we talk about it. It's this guaranteed assurance that other faiths don't have. Eternal life. What could be sweeter? Uh, We talk about it as the prize of our salvation. We talk about it as this thing that we get from God, this thing that we can look forward to. If you grew up in the church like I did, um, this was even a big part of just the whole Jesus conversation. Like, being introduced to the concept of Jesus as a kid was very closely tied to heaven. At least it was for me. I don't know if that was the experience for you, but uh, we would talk about eternal life. And we talk about this, you know, great thing. And we get to get into heaven because of Jesus. How awesome. Um, So, if this phrase is as important as it is, I just assumed that I knew the definition. Do you know what I mean? And I had it right. Like eternal life is, is just what it sounds like. It is 
literally living eternally, uh, which is heaven. <laughs> so that's what I've always understood as this really important piece of my belief and my faith in Jesus and what the cross does for me and forgiveness and all these things. So um, since the summer, so for quite a few months now, I've been reading through the book of John. So I'm actually brand new to reading the Bible by myself. I am 31 years old. I believe I accepted Jesus when I was like five. My mom can fact check me on that. Grew up at Christian school, went to Christian college, um, have a Christian husband (laughs) that I happily married in 2010. Uh, Super involved in ministry, super involved in church. Love Jesus, love Jesus. Do things for him, serve him. Um, but this like intimate, quiet time that no one would see. And it wasn't because I was leading a study or doing something like just sitting by myself, reading the Bible was never fun, never a big priority. Anyway, you've heard me babble on about this. So, so being newer to read the, reading the Bible, I had a lot of people recommend to start in John, um, which is a great recommendation. The book of John is lit. Okay, you like get to know Jesus in such a cool way. So anyway, I've been reading through John. Um, I've mentioned my friend Carmen who writes these awesome books, Simply Bible. You can go to Simply Bible Study, get the one on John. Um, One of the things she encourages you as you're going through reading the Bible and studying it for yourself is to um, look up words in the original definition like in the Greek or Hebrew. So I've heard people say this forever. (laughs) Like when I'm listening to a pastor, he's like, well, if you look up the Greek word, you know, uh, to know means yada. And you're like, oh, cool. Like it's a fun fact. It's like, oh, wow, this person is smart and knows the definition. Um, But I've never done it myself. So as I'm going through Simply Bible and really enjoying the Bible and time with God and all these things for the first time, I've started to look up the Greek definition for these words. And guess what, guys? It turns out it's actually really helpful. So it's really cool because you get a better picture of what is being written and described. It's so cool. Okay, so getting to the point. So I look up eternal life because as I'm reading through John, Jesus is always talking about eternal life. Um, I counted in John that he talks about it 17 times, but I didn't actually Google that. So I could be wrong. You could Google it and let me know. Um, but then there was another 27 times in John where he talks about giving life. So not technically saying eternal life, but he's talking about giving life. Um, and I wasn't super surprised by this because I was like, yeah, heaven's important. So he's obviously going to talk about eternal life a lot. But again, I was like, I should look up the definition for this word. And again, assuming it was going to say heaven or like, duh, Hannah, <laughs> why are you looking this up? It is literally eternal life, like living forever. Duh. Um, but instead, I was shocked. Okay, so I use this app called Blue Letter Bible. If you are also newer to reading the Bible, you click on the verse, um, a bunch of options come up. You click on concordance slash a word that starts with I, inner something. I don't know what it is. And anyway, then you could look up all the words um, in the the verse with the original definition. Y'all, the Greek word for eternal life is the word zoe, Z-O-E. And it does mean 
living eternally. Like it says living essentially in our new bodies for eternity after we die. But then it also said something wild. It's essentially said fullness of life, which was defined as a real genuine life, active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed in this world for those who put their trust in Christ. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like my whole Christian life, I've understood that the definition of eternal life starts once we die. But this verse is saying I can experience eternal life. Like this thing that God gave me, I can experience now. Like it is life now, a meaningful purpose devoted to God life where I can experience the best thing now. Like, and all of a sudden these things started to make sense about when people talk about your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Like these phrases, I was like, wait a second. Eternal life isn't something that I'm waiting for, but something I can experience now. So this sent me into <laughs> into a spin because, I mean, just think about that for a minute. And I am prayerful that it's hitting you as hard as it hit me. Like it slapped me in the face. So I start looking up all these times in John where Jesus talks about eternal life and go and reread it with this definition. And... In John 17, 3, how have I never heard this verse? Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus who you have sent. Okay, y'all, eternal life is knowing God. Okay, like, how does this completely change everything? (laughs) Okay, this new definition really started to shake me up because all of a sudden I began to see Jesus didn't come to earth to get me into heaven. He didn't come to clean me up because I was such a sinner. He wasn't just looking at heaven or hell. He wasn't hoping to get more people out of the flames. Like he was looking at my life in 2020 right now in the middle of the freaking coronavirus. And he was looking for a relationship. Like knowing God, me knowing him, not just knowing what he did, not just knowing what the Bible says, not just knowing facts, but knowing him. The goal of all of this is to have a close, personal, interactive relationship with the creator of the universe. And y'all, that is eternal life. Like heaven is something I look forward to and I celebrate But the gift of eternal life means that I get to experience God right now. Like the goal of all of this is knowing him. Not just that he died or knowing Bible verses, but regular time with God, pursuing him like a real relationship. And as I thirst more for him, I get to experience eternal life now. Woo! Like that is amazing. That is so cool. And guys, like, I'll be honest, I would have read that, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, and I would have been like, huh, that's kind of a bummer, (laughs) because uh, quiet time is pretty boring. Like, my time with God isn't that fun or exciting, so 
if this is what eternal life is, like, I'm not super jazzed about this exchange. That's honestly what I would have said. Um, and I, I probably would have heard a sermon on this or read a book on this and been like, oh, okay, that's cool. The difference, guys, is that I was consuming Christian podcasts, Christian radio, Christian sermons, Christian books, time at my church, time in life group, time in biblical community. But guys, none of those things give eternal life. Those things are great. Like it is awesome to have friends and believers who you experience God with and encourage each other in and man, please go to your local church, you know, once they're back open, like stay connected, keep watching sermons online, like read those Christian books. That is awesome. But that is not eternal life. Christian authors don't give eternal life. Christian podcasts don't give eternal life. As we read over and over and over in God's word, eternal life is a gift from God through our relationship, like a one-on-one engaging relationship with God. Until I intentionally sought to build this one-on-one interactive relationship with God, I was not experiencing the fullness of what he came to give, like the fullness of eternal life. So this is very exciting. <laughs> I hope that you are sensing and and being energized by how exciting this can be. Like if eternal life is just heaven, like it's just living eternally, we have to wait. Like we can't access that on earth. And sometimes I hear people or Christians talk about the world that way. Like, um, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's a sinful and broken world, so we just have to wait, you know, for the other side of heaven. And yes, the world is hard, and we're experiencing that right now in such a tangible way. Like, we're stuck at home because a virus is taking over the world. (laughs) Like, I get it. It's hard. And the world does have sin and brokenness and all of these things that are really difficult in our lives to deal with and comprehend and there's pain and there's hard things. But the God of the universe says this is eternal life, that they know God. In knowing him, we are promised the deepest joy and meaningful life possible. And friends, knowing him isn't accepting salvation while that is awesome and that does get you to heaven and this awesome gift we get from Jesus, there's more. There's a pursuit of knowing him. A pursuit like you chase after the person on this world who you care about the most. Think about how you interact or pursue your spouse or maybe how you did when you were first dating or going through something hard and you're pursuing each other. Think about how you stay in touch with your best friend. Think about how you intentionally communicate and raise your children. Like you are intentionally pursuing this relationship every day in what probably feels like every area of your life. This is the pursuit of a relationship that brings Zoe, that brings eternal life. Man, I am amped about this. And friends, This is why I'm so excited about this concept because getting to know God is the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. 
It is. And I am a certified, Enneagram tested, years on years of proof, fun chaser. I love fun. I love parties. I love eating too much food. I love cooking food. I love being around people. I love when my calendar is packed and my day feels meaningful. I love achieving things. I love being the center of attention. I love attending parties. I love getting credit for things. Like in the world of coronavirus specifically, we'll, we'll give it another shout out. All that stuff's gone. It's gone. And you know what's weird? I don't know when it's coming back. It's going to be a long time before you're at another party or you're able to go back to your church building. Uh, it's going to be a while till the world feels normal and you're back at work and feeling meaningful and productive or whatever fun and meaningful things look like for you in life. And guys, we still have access to the best thing in the whole world. Again, I am not telling you this out of pride. I'm not telling you this out of like, I've arrived. This is an encouragement that in this moment, as you're sitting at home, if you're feeling like, man, all of the good is taken away. The eating out, the the going out, the fun, the being around people, the biblical community, the church, like friends, I hear you. And those things are some of the sweetest pieces of life and getting to experience it in other people and getting to have fun. But guys, I can tell you after a year of saying, God, I want to pursue you. And like Psalm 73, 25 says, I want you to be my only desire in the whole world. That's a dramatic statement. But friends, when that begins to happen, when you start to see that change in your life, you won't feel as antsy about your plan shutting down and about not getting to experience the fun and community that you usually do. And again, hear me, that's still hard. I'm not trying to downplay it and be like, everything is happy for me now. (laughs) But friends, as I'm getting a taste of eternal life, of what Jesus came to give, of pursuing him, this definition is true. Like this concept of eternal life is showing up right now in life, a real genuine life, active, vigorous, devoted to God, blessed in this world for those who pursue knowing God. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Sometimes I just get out of breath when I'm talking about this because I'm so excited. My cheeks get red. I forget to breathe normally. I would yell even louder, but my son is napping. So I'm trying to, you know, respect the sound level in my home here in Akron. Um, but I am so pumped about this, friends. And I wanted to talk about this because it's good news. It's good news. And if you are in a spot with your relationship with God that you're like, man, I hear that that's true. Um but I'm not experiencing it. I just want you to know that that's normal. Like we all go through that. Some of us live that way for years. And I just want to put something in your ear that maybe God is pulling you into something more. A concept that I've learned this past year that has blown my mind 
uh, I was at a conference and this woman in the middle of her prayer said, God, we know that you are not discovered. You are revealed. She like moved on and talked about something else. And I popped my head up. I opened my eyes and I was like, wait, what? God is not discovered. He's revealed. (laughs) And that could be a whole nother conversation. But I'll just say, as I'm spending time intentionally pursuing my relationship with God and reading the Bible for myself, not what a Christian author, pastor, podcast is telling me to do, but just with me and God, I see this over and over and over again in the Bible, that God is the initiator and he is the pursuer. And our job is to respond. So I'm just giving you this idea of maybe God is calling you in to something more, like something deeper. This knowing him in eternal life, friends, is the sweetest thing you can experience. And what if during this time when the world feels different, your calendar looks different, your worries look different, God's calling you in and saying, sweet friend, there's more. There's more to know in me. There's more to experience and not out of obligation and not like you need to spend more time in your Bible, but out of this invitation that even in the chaos, even in the crazy, the best thing in life we still have access to in all of life. It's still here. It's eternal life. It's spending time with God. It's getting to know God. It's the pursuit of God. It's changing our hearts so we fully desire him and nothing else. And we still have access to that. And it's there and it's inviting you. Woo. Okay. So, (laughs) um, friends, I'm obviously pumped about this. I would literally love to talk to you. Uh, Text me. Email me. Whatever. Let's chat. I'm so, so pumped and excited for you, friend, at the possibility of knowing and experiencing that there is more.